throw at you here because you were you were um, I hate to use the word bragging uh, earlier this week about uh, some lights that might be coming your way that you're going to be uh, uh, possibly testing or something like that, Tony. Um, there's some serious lumens in your future, is there not? Well, I think that's always true for me, Josh, because uh, you you, yeah, I can only go so long. You've been a lumen <laughs> junkie. Yeah, no, you, it's, it's watches and lights. Well, hey, Jeeper, I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, we'll talk about the big eye storm that has hit the South, and, well, you've heard the old saying, everything's bigger in Texas, right? When it comes to the generosity of this one Texas Jeep club, that couldn't be more true. We'll find out who they are and what they've done in just a moment. And a man gets shot during the theft of a Jeep, and I take a different slant on the story and ask a tough question. Later in the show, I've got a must-have pick of the week for your Jeep for any Jeeper who still has their stock jack. Well, I got to give a big shout out to the North Texas Jeep Club, well, a specific North Texas Jeep Club. As you've probably heard, if unless you've been living under a rock for the last week or so, there's been a big ice storm that uh, has hit the south. And we're in the, uh, what are we in here, the first week of February here. It's been going on for a couple few days. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it just seems like the south in general has been hit, Texas especially. Uh, Tony, did you get any of this ice storm in your neck of the woods? <sighs> Not a bit. You know, I love bad weather, and it was nothing but rain. We just got a lot of rain, and uh, it was a little less warm up here in uh, Studio A. <laughs> and that's all all it was for you. Those kind of weather systems uh, come in through my area all the time. You see something coming in off, off the Pacific coast, and it's like, ooh, it's going to hit us. We're going to get a foot of snow. No, it goes all up to Seattle, or it uh, takes a turn and goes down to California, or something turns to rain. So Those yeah, I get, I get all that. I get all that kind of <laughs> like, oh, it's going to happen. No, it's not. Yeah, all the time. But well, there's one specific part of I-20 uh, in Texas that was hit especially hard, and uh, and that caused a specific Jeep club to jump uh, in into action. And I'm going to probably butcher their name, so I'm going to say it a couple different ways: Carnalis or or Carnals uh, Off Road Jeep Club. Um, they they decided to uh, come to the rescue. A few of their members had gotten off work early due to the inclement weather, and so they kind of all said, hey, let's let's do something with this extra time that we have. Let's go do something good. And so they decided to all meet up and, and head it out. Uh, I myself have been kind of part of these kind of operations before in the past. I hope to be so again. Um, Tony, I don't, have you ever gotten the call to, you know, hey, there's a couple of us Jeepers. We're going to go out and go uh, rescue some people that are stuck in some ice and stuff. Uh, I know that you don't get uh, ice storms and snowstorms all that much, but when the inclement weather does happen, do you ever get the urge to go out and help those less fortunate? Urge, yes. Uh, the wife let me know because I'm instantly going <laughs> to die if I go out in a hurricane. All this stuff I used to do when I was younger and didn't have a four-wheel drive <laughs> that I, I'm so set up well for now. And uh, But no, I mean, I guess you, uh, I think the nation uh, remembers when Harvey uh, came through uh, here a few years back. And, uh, you know, the, I always make the comment that, you know, flooding, flooding, flooding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the news. And then I found out that just two streets behind where I am, there was water in houses. So, oh, wow. Geez. We That's never on your back door. It, absolutely. We never get flooded here. I've never been flooded anywhere I live. And it's just I think it's always, uh, you know, uh, uh, the news bullshit thing. But nope, <laughs> it wasn't. And that's yeah. when I should have been out because that would have been a great time to, uh, to start helping people. But uh, that would have been XJ back then. Well, these, this Carnalis uh, off-road uh, Jeep Club jumped into action, um, and there was this, this one particular area over on Interstate 20 around the Cedar Ridge Drive near Loop 408 uh, that was a particularly uh, troublesome area. Uh, Semi-trucks were just backing everything up. They couldn't make it up this hill. Uh, it was just a pretty much a gigantic parking lot on the interstate. 
Um, so many were piled up, it was hard to get to. Um, interesting fact out of all this, if you guys didn't know this, it takes three Jeeps to move one semi-truck in its trailer. Uh, you know, on ice. You know, I was I was watching social media and I saw them all hooked up like that. I was explaining to the wife; she was asking a lot of questions uh, about this, and I was telling her how that how that could work. And uh, I actually was able to show her a video on social media. I think it was on TikTok or Instagram. And I was surprised how well it moved that eighteen wheeler huh. with a trailer. So this is a right, a, most likely a loaded truck, and uh, how well that was able to work. And she says, "Oh, look at the front one spinning." I said, "Oh yeah, the only thing, the only problem you may have is if it starts going sideways." <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, chances are all the tires were spinning, but uh, but nonetheless, there's enough traction, enough uh, pull, enough momentum. Uh, that, that gets the, the, the semi-truck moving again. Uh, there's actually a picture in the show notes of this episode, which you, the listener, can actually go check out over at jeeptalkshow.com. Uh, you can see the pictures and kind of follow along with us. And there's a picture here of four Jeeps, uh, possibly five, hooked up to this one semi-truck, uh, getting him pulled up that hill. I mean, look, man, you do what you got to do. Uh, and so these guys were out there for three days uh, and out there uh, moving trucks and stuff, um, just, you know, helping out the community helping out people and there was i mean i think in one day they moved like a dozen different semi trucks another 10 cars uh out of that one area and got i-20 moving again so if not for this one jeep club and and like you know 10 of these jeeps all helping out and, and moving these cars i-20 would probably still be a parking lot i mean the, the department of transportation would probably still be yanking cars out of there right now so and you know what yeah you know what i bet you texas doesn't because it doesn't get icy like this very often I bet you Texas has no equipment to be able to do what the Jeeps were able oh, to do. right. Or certainly get the equipment from where it is to where it's needed in any kind of a reasonable amount of time. Uh, but these Jeepers being, you know, the fact that, hey, these, these guys are, are, you know, in Jeeps, they, they can get to places where most people can't. Uh, and clearly, not only that, not only once they get there, they can actually do some good while there. And, uh, and the, evidence, the picture just, is, uh, you know, speaks a thousand words. So once again, uh, you know, big fat Jeep way from all of us here at the Jeep Talk Show to the Carnalis Off-Road Jeep Club. My apologies if I am butchering your guys' club name. Uh, if you're within the shout of uh, uh, listen to my voice here, uh, by all means, give the show a call. Oh, yeah. Right in. We'd love to we'd love to hear your guys' take on uh, on how all this went down and, and uh, if there's anything behind the scenes uh, that you'd like to share with uh, with the listeners as well. We love being corrected with our pronunci- pronunciations, pronunciations. Oh, <laughs> yes. You can put the emphasis <laughs> on the wrong syllable there. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was looking here at the, the the show notes that we use for the host, and I thought, well, if I can see it, because it's like that time when you said Nacogdoches, I forget how you said it, but I was like, that sounds familiar, and I had to go look at it. I would go, oh, Nacogdoches, and I, I just take it for granted. Mackinac or yeah, something, yeah. I just take it for granted living here in Texas all my life. Uh, I'm looking at this. I've never heard of if this is a location, which I would think it is. I've never heard of Canalis, uh, so I don't. I have no idea what the pronunciation is. Well, and I've taken it for granted so many years of doing the show with you that uh, that I'll be able to not butcher something as bad as you when it comes to name pronunciation. Oh, I'm a so butcher pro. If, if I can at least, you know, uh, go phonetically through the word and, and, and do it all in one take, then, uh, hey, I've, I've probably got it, the, got it pretty the, the The trick, I think, is acting like you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Well, Jeeper, be sure to stay tuned to the Jeep Talk Show for the latest news from the Jeep world twice a week, every week. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wimby. There will be body damage. Jock. I like making people laugh. That's it's good for my soul. Jock. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, 
and brace yourself. I'm Tony, and I'm thinking all the all of the great reasons you need a dash camera uh, on the, in your Jeep and really in all your vehicles. And I'm about to scratch that bright light itch thanks to Tyree Lights. And filling in, we have a guest host joining us tonight. It's Chris from 7slats.com. Now, I'm sure you've heard Chris uh, on our uh, interview episodes, on Friday interview episodes. He uh, he helps me out, uh, so I'm not just uh, talking to an echo chamber. Uh, we, uh, we record the bookends, and uh, I'll have you know that Chris actually reach out, reaches out to me and says, Hey, you want to record the, the bookends this weekend? And uh, this past weekend, I didn't even answer, uh, Chris. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. How you doing? <laughs> You know, you know, you're taken for granted whenever you don't even say no thanks. <laughs> Chris is a big volunteer here. Tell us about sevenslats.com, Chris. Uh, it's just a blog I started several years ago to uh, log my Jeep adventures and uh, misadventures at times, and just uh, started it when blogs were still a thing, but not so much anymore. But still maintain my my opinions and uh, or my opinions alone uh, to, uh, to about my Jeep and my travels. Very cool. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. Now let's get back to the news. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. So I got to ask the question. At the end of this story, you got you to wonder, would things have been different if the Jeep owner would have been armed? Now earlier this week in Jackson, Mississippi, police and EMS were dispatched to a home where a man was shot for trying to stop thieves from stealing his Jeep. It happened around 8 p.m. Now, around this time of year, uh, I mean, even in Jackson, Mississippi, 8 p.m., imagine it probably is pretty dark. But that's not the middle of the night, so it's kind of brazen that these guys would be trying to steal somebody's Jeep. That is a strange you know, time. Right around prime time, right? You're firing up the TV, dinner's done, maybe put the kids to bed or something like that. I don't know. And, uh, and, and uh, somebody's out in the driveway trying to steal a Jeep. Two guys trying to steal this dude's Jeep. Tony, I don't know about you. I, I know you've got cameras pointing every which way around your house, and and you've even got a camera pointing at the XJ that's in the garage, of all places. <laughs> uh, I, I can't blame you there, but uh, but nonetheless, if you saw somebody messing with the Jeep or any one of the Jeeps out in the driveway, I mean, you'd be in action right away. I would imagine, right? Yeah, and uh, I have a sniper rifle, so I don't actually have to go outside. I can just you wouldn't even have to leave the house. <laughs> I could just shoot through the the atrium window. <laughs> It's just glass. <laughs> so just when you hear a little ping and then you see the blood, then you know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> would, you fire a warning, would you fire a warning shot, Tony? Warning shots are illegal. Warning shots are illegal. Huh? You, if you're going to shoot your gun, you need to shoot it at the, the, the pe- person that's stealing something or uh, that you're in fear of your life. So that's, that's a good question, Chris. Do not fire a warning shot. And uh, I, I would not take the time to try to shoot a leg. Uh, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's, it's not an easy decision. Do you want to kill somebody because they're taking something that can be replaced? Um, that would just have to be a call each one of you guys would have to make. Now, I, I will say this, that uh, in Texas anyway, you need to be really careful if you're repoing a, a truck or a Jeep, any vehicle, because uh, as far as you know, your vehicle is being stolen and you can yeah. shoot and kill that person. We had that happen here uh, 10 or 15 years ago where uh, a guy got his uh, truck repossessed, uh, shot, took a rifle outside, shot down the road, killed the record driver, and uh, retrieved his truck. <laughs> 
God, it was about 15, 17 years ago or yeah. thereabouts. A friend of mine was a uh, tow truck driver for a uh, one of the many companies out here that do that sort of thing. And and he was on the shift that that typically does the repos. And generally, that happens in the middle of the night just mm-hmm. for the sake of staying out of harm's way and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And he he carried. Um, and uh, his go-to was an ASP, though, the, uh, the extendable baton, uh, the collapsible baton, if you will. Um, because once you whip that thing out, that solid steel shaft extending and locking into place, um, has a distinct sound to it, not unlike a, you know, a racking of a shotgun. (laughs) And when you see that action, you see a dude all of a sudden has a steel shaft that has extended out of nowhere. And he's, you know, he wasn't a slight dude either. Um, and it's like, oh, okay. You know, Hey, you're here. You mean business? Uh, clearly, the lights on the truck. Okay, you're supposed to be here, but don't take my car, please. You know, so he. I got a chance to to run with him a, a couple of nights. I didn't have anything else better to do, um, and he'd let me uh, tag along a little bit, and and we go out on on those uh, repo runs occasionally. And and thankfully, the ones that I was uh, a part of didn't have any excitement, but nonetheless, uh, he says it it was all too common. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. But uh, but no, this was not a repo. This was a guy getting his jeep stolen. And when he went out to go try and stop this uh, these these thieves from stealing his his uh, white jeep, by the way, Tony, it was not red. Um, and he went into action because nobody was going to steal his jeep. Um, <laughs> but he got shot for it. Um, and uh, and the and the and the thieves actually ended up getting away. So you know, despite his efforts, despite you know wanting to and trying to do the right thing, uh, he ended up getting shot in the process. Now. Thankfully, he is in stable condition, um, but unfortunately, the suspects are still at large. They're still out there, and um, and they got this guy's Jeep. Did so. you see what year Jeep this is? No, I, I didn't. It was bad reporting on this. I, I tried looking up the uh, uh, through um, uh, the, the public reports and stuff, mm-hmm. but that hasn't been posted yet. Through, I mean, like, they just, just happened, so... Um, I'll probably be able to get some more details uh, through the weekend on this, be able to find out some more. But what's interesting, though, Tony, the exact same thing happened in the same day in, in Spring, Texas. Now, I know there's a million towns in Texas. and you No, I know where Spring is. Of, that's, oh, you well, do know where Spring, that's, Texas uh, is. I was going to say because this was... Spring this Creek the, Off-Road, I think. If you remember during XJTalk.com, we, when I took the XJ out and actually messed up the rocker panel because everybody said, there's nothing uh-huh. that you'll, you'll damage your rockers on. I that was at Barnwell for some reason, but no, so no, that's it's about an hour from me, and it's uh, in Spring, Texas. So it's about an hour drive for me from from here. Very rural co- community. I was going to be surprised if you hadn't heard about it because uh, the Harris County Sheriff's Office was the one that um, uh, responded to this shooting and or this Jeep uh, Jeep theft, and I thought that was the same county uh, sheriff's office it that is. you dealt. Yeah, so is. I figured, okay, there's a connection there. I think it was, I, and I didn't remember if it was Harris or Hasco. You know, or whatever it was. So I, I was like, okay, hopefully it's the same uh, sheriff's office that Tony was dealing with. So there'd be some kind of connection there. Well, in the Champion Springs neighborhood, around 9 p.m., just an hour later from from this one, off Luetta near Champion Forest, a white Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk was carjacked. So this wasn't happening like in the driveway. This was happening at an intersection. So the people, you know, rolled up, you know, jacked this guy's car, shoot him in the leg. So it's funny that you said shot and shoot somebody in the leg, Tony, because this guy actually took a round to the leg uh, while getting carjacked for his track hawk. And so deputies did find the um, uh, the this this Grand Cherokee though, uh, chased him down uh, Highway 249, but unfortunately. As we have heard all too often, uh, the Jeep ends up getting away. 
in in the in the chase. And the same thing happened here. Well, it was also a track hawk, so that 700 horsepower may have had something to do with it as well. So they uh, th those guys are also still on the run. So we have two sets of Jeep thieves, uh, two guys in each one, both involving guns in two completely different states, Mississippi and Texas, both happening on the same same day, but the exact same MO. Just an absolute trip to me. Yeah, it is. And especially in Texas, I'm really still surprised that they're doing stuff like this in Texas because, uh, I mean, Texas isn't alone in this, but we're uh, open carry here. Uh, I mean, uh, conceal, I'm sorry, I want to say constitutional carry. So constitutional carry, You do yeah. not have to have a license to, to carry. And uh, actually, before, before that law even passed, uh, it, they, it was legal for you to carry a uh, firearm in your vehicle because the vehicle is just an extension of your house, or at least that's the way it was looked at here. So even before the constitutional carry, you could uh, have a, a gun in your in your vehicle. No, I'm, I'm pretty. You know, I keep my thumb on the on the pulse of these kinds of stories all the time. Chris, are you hearing much of these kind of stories out in your neck of the woods? That's an everyday occurrence in Detroit. Are you kidding? <laughs> Dang! <laughs> I can hear some of the shots from my house. I just I live in the cheap seats, but just uh, two two miles from Detroit proper. So unfortunately, it is in all seriousness a pretty regular a regular occurrence uh, in the uh, Detroit and Greater Detroit area. Yeah, we have the uh, what's called the Portland Creep uh, happening out here, where the um, the uh, the nastiness of the of the Portland area, all the crime and the homelessness and the drugs and everything, it creeps outside of just the Portland metro area and comes into the uh, the the suburbs, the towns outside of uh, of that of the downtown corridor, and uh, and so we we see it out here, and uh, and I I live in between two uh, big arterial roads, and uh, on a quiet night you can actually hear motors and you know uh, street racing and stuff going on and occasional gunfire too so yeah i was just looking okay, it up uh, spring texas is 40 miles uh driving time that's driving geez, miles yeah, yeah that so was my commute that i used to do all the time yeah so it's it's fairly close uh spring creek i want to say no i can't remember uh creekside that's where it so creekside that's that's the the park that's up there i think it's still up there they, they're drilling for oil out there so it's uh it's really just yeah. dirt mud and brush and as you've reported on the show several times, Josh, uh, the uh, Mack Avenue assembly plant is not too far from me where I live. And uh, uh, in Detroit, they just steal them right from the lot, right from the plant and, and race them. Is out that of, still going on? Because I, I had it reported mm -hmm. on that. I think it was around the uh, over the last summer that that was going on. But I figured that they had increased security. They had put some measures in place. But is that that's still happening? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, I wow. call recently. I know. I know some people personally that work at the plant, and um, uh, sometime last year there was a uh, Department of Public Works vehicle stolen from the city of Detroit. It was used as a battering ram to uh, get through the fence, and they took a couple yeah, Hellcats. Yeah, that'll do it too, uh, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, they, they, found, they found one of them in the street. It had run out of gas, and it was doing donuts, and um, the other two they, they didn't find. So, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty regular occurrence. Unreal. Man. I'll just mention really quick. I think I, I mentioned this on a previous uh, Gladiator uh, segment that uh, you can now get a an upgrade or an update to your uh, Taser Mini if you run one of those. And I think that's a uh, probably only for the 2018 through 2023 uh, Jeep uh, JL and JT. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you can now put a pin a pin code uh, on your uh, on your uh, rig so that you have to actually end this enter this pin code. Uh, before you can uh, drive away, it locks up the brakes uh, after you start it. You have to put the wow. pin code in, locks up the brakes, and there is a carjacking feature to this that uh, once you you need to keep the fob with you, 
Uh, but once you get out of uh, the uh, the Jeep and walk away, or hopefully the bad guy r- drives away, right. it, it will drive uh, five to ten seconds or something. And then, oh, actually, I'm sorry, take that back. It will drive until they slow down slow enough where the brakes can lock safely. And then the oh. brakes will lock. <laughs> and they will have to enter in the PIN code. And if they don't... And you probably are going to be fairly close to the vehicle. You just I was going to say, you just start walking the way that they drove off, and yeah. you'll probably run into the Jeep sooner or later. But the cool thing, won't be anybody in it. Yeah, but the <laughs> cool thing is it gives them the opportunity to drive off and for you to seek cover. So they don't say, hey, you, come here, put the pig yeah. coat in. <laughs> right. So if you're concerned or you live in Detroit, this might be something that you want to look into. <laughs> oh, I'm... I'm- I'm investing in a trunk monkey franchise. So, <laughs> I love uh, the trunk monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think that was wasn't that originated out here in the Northwest? I, yeah, I used to be a, a car. It was a car dealer. Car dealer. Oh, yeah, it was. Car dealer. It sure was. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Funny commercials. I guess they can get the monkey to uh, to do anything, training to do anything, and uh, this works for bananas. Well, you've got a tonneau cover on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, Tony, so you could run a trunk monkey. Oh, I don't put back cooling there. in there and food, and uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into the whole cleaning out of the cage type thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to get you, the listener, uh, calling into the Jeep Talk Show voicemail line and letting us know what you think about these stories or anything else you've heard here on the show. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Find out all the different ways that you can interact with all of us here on the show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Hey, be sure to tell your friends about the 4x4 Radio Network as well. We've got something for all kinds of off-road enthusiasts over there. It's not about Jeeps all the time with the 4x4 Radio Network. There's something for everybody. We've got the On the Trail podcast. We've got Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast, all world-class off-roading shows, and they're all in one place. It's all for free as well. Just head over to the number 4, the letter X, the number 4, and radionetwork.com. That's 4x4 radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey guys, this is Chuck. I'm out in California, of course. I uh, wanted to let you guys know mom and dad's place is no longer underwater. We cleaned up all their stuff. And good news, the Rubicon Trail is again open, which is kind of nice news out here. So Hell yeah. Um, it's actually the day that you guys are going to be recording. So uh, I think it's time to come home. Went over into town to eat some food and there was a damn old jeep with big ass wheels and little baby tires <laughs> oh, i thought it too much yeah. for me time to get back to the ranch to real jeep <laughs> yes. with their small wheels and big tires all righty guys hope you guys are doing good and chat with you later oh that was uh, like uh 22 inch uh, wheels or something it was uh i'll have to yeah. i'll have to post up that picture in the show notes uh so that we can oh we got it. him out here too i saw yeah. a lowered wrangler the other day and i just about threw up well this looked like it had a nice lift on it it just had the wrong wheels and tires according to <laughs> off-roaders off-road jeepers yeah, so not only did this have the wrong wheels and tires it had the wrong suspension on it too it's like you went the wrong direction there pal it's oh nope, yeah, you do with yeah. The jeep. lower jeeps just really this guy it just okay no it creeps look, me I, out I, the Grand Cherokees, that's one thing. The Track Hawks, sure. I, I lower those things down, stance them out a little bit, that's sure. fine. They're kind of meant for that. Yeah. Wranglers? No, 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 no. You don't lower a Wrangler. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, and that means more than one way, too. It's lowering it uh, uh, in uh, status as well. 
Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, Discord, we don't really talk about this enough on the show. We have a lot of fun on the Jeep Talk Show Discord server, and uh, you should join. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Look for that magic word Discord, and you will find an invite that you can click on and uh, get in on the conversation and seeing these pictures. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, Oh, we, yeah. I had an interesting conversation today about whether or not somebody could, uh, using the rule, six degrees of separation rule, tie oh, yeah, Kevin Bacon right. to the Jeep Talk show so hey actually if you're listening to this right now and uh and you can do it uh, if you're kevin bacon <laughs> if you're kevin bacon yes let's do one degree <laughs> oh that'd be awesome <laughs> i mean would that, that would just be amazing that would be almost like uh the as far as uh cool factor bacon eating me which almost happened to you <laughs> god damn it <laughs> yeah yeah holding up for uh for the sh- uh host yeah co-host here uh yeah I've, I've chopped off part of my finger on uh, on sunday uh, i just freshly sharpened my kitchen knives saturday night and uh even got the you know leather strop and so my my one uh main kitchen knife got all the special attention and of course sunday morning i'm i'm chomping at the bit to you know do something with it and i had drinking probably a little too much coffee or something and went to go slice up some bacon and that uh, took a good section of my middle finger with it so would it be fair to say you were just excited about having the bacon because that's the way i get <laughs> i'm always excited about having bacon Tony. that <laughs> just goes without saying but no that's uh yeah it was a little bit of an accident so yeah i lost the tip of my uh tip of my middle finger into into some morning meat and uh and there there it will last forever Chris uh, does our uh, our show notes for our flagship episodes. Uh, so Chris, the uh, Mojave, the white Mojave, uh, is now in the show notes that you can uh, share uh, for the show notes for this episode, episode seven fifty eight. And you know they got sidesteps on. It. They got a pretty good lift on that thing. I mean, uh, they, they do. That's a bit larger tire. I think what they what what happened was they wanted forty inch tires, but they got forty series instead. <laughs> it was just a miscommunication. Yeah. So Misunder- that, that's, that's what I'm. Oh, do you see that? That spoke wheels too. It's oh god. <laughs> we we have a we have a lo- at least it's a local franchise in the Detroit area and in Detroit proper called Hot Wheel City, and they have many wheels like this for various vehicles, and uh, they have a giant sign on their uh, on their buildings that say four by four off road specialists, and it, I just cringe every time I see it because they they build stuff like this. Yeah, just put an international not over the off. So it's just, uh, then, then it's the, the you got kind of got an idea. And I know you guys kind of go, oh, you're just being so judgmental. It's, there's just a way that you do things for off road um, in general. And if you don't do them that way, uh, you can do it however you want to do it. But in, in general, you will not get the, the, the ride, uh, the ability to go over obstacles and get through things with these kind of wheels and tires. And, and the thing I got is that even if you're not going to go off-road, why would you set up a Jeep that is not off-road capable? This is just simply because you drive it on-road doesn't mean that it's not going to come up with a situation. California, earthquakes, uh, Texas, hurricanes, hurricanes uh, strike uh, all along the Gulf Coast and on the East Coast. So there may be an opportunity for you to use this in a uh, off-road condition just because of the debris or telephone poles or trees or whatever is down. And now you got yourself in a situation where uh, it may not work out so well for you. And, and that would be a shame. Uh, you actually get yourself, get, get you and your family out of harm's way, but you went for fancy instead of uh, functional. And looking at those those rubber band tires, I can't imagine you would get a good 
on-ride road. I mean, as tall yeah. as that is, I, I think that would be very uh, un- unstable feeling. Very well, you're gonna, like You're going to feel every, every gnat's ass you drive over, that's for sure. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. So Josh was talking about all the winter fun and uh, frolicking that they're doing up in North Texas with the ice and uh, even snow. Uh, Dallas got hit pretty hard with uh, with snow as well. Uh, and uh, I've been watching the dash cam videos on a lot of this stuff. Uh, I mean, there's people standing out with their phones too, but uh, it's uh, it is just reminded me how important a dash cam can be. Uh, even for situations having to do with uh, legalities. I mean, uh, if somebody was to hit and run, uh, then you have a, a, a good chance of getting a driver's uh, a license plate number. Uh, or if, uh, if like what happened to me, Josh started uh, making jokes about how often people were running into the XJ uh, mm-hmm. from coming in from, uh, from, the, uh, from the right, uh, trying to pull over into my lane. And uh, the, that gives me uh, evidence that I can show the police right then and there. Uh, this, show them up on the dash cam. Uh, look, this guy, I was in this lane. He came over and hit me. So I don't know what kind of bullshit he's telling you. Uh, but uh, that's not how it happened. So it, it really is good. And in fact, I've been thinking about adding a second dash cam facing uh, out the rear uh, of the Gladiator. Uh, so I can uh, get, uh, you know, kind of like a before and after or maybe uh, a, a before and after, depending on where the, uh, the the incident happens, if it's going from front to back or somebody's chasing me down and does something. So uh, it's just a good thing to have. And you can set up those dash cams where you never have to mess with them. Uh, you set them up, they uh, record, and whenever the car gets full, it just keeps recording over the, the old stuff. So it kind of works like a security uh, DVR if you're familiar with those at all. So I I really recommend uh, doing getting a dash cam. Uh, do you guys have dash cams uh, on on yours, Chris? Do you have a dash cam on I, yours? I do not. I do not. But I agree, it'd be something good to have. If nothing else, to start a new Instagram or Instagram Reels channel for just the pure entertainment you could you could uh, capture just driving around. Josh, I know you don't have much of a uh, commute now, but on your forty uh, minute commute every day, did you see some crazy stuff going on in the highway? Always, dude. I mean, you, you, I even lost a car due to some crazy shit. Uh, I'm surprised I'm still, I was able to walk away from that crash. But yeah, no, it's uh, when you, you spend, you know, almost three hours of your day just commuting to and from work, uh, you know, going across two to three different major freeway systems and all that. I mean, yeah, you're going to you're going to see some stuff and you do that for, for 15 years and, and it, it adds up. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's been all kinds of stuff, just, you know, accidents that you see people just plowing into the back of somebody else, people not paying attention, lane drifting, you know, all that sort of stuff. You see the people eating breakfast and putting on makeup simultaneously <laughs> while in rush hour, you know, I'm just, I mean, every, every possible thing that you can imagine, I've, I've pretty much seen it all sex acts, you know, people doing drugs, you name it. Uh, all kinds of stuff go on in traffic and if you think that, that, oh, that doesn't happen in my city. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just spend enough time out on the road. You'll see it too. So, uh, vandalism update. I uh, I contacted uh, the uh, the young lady in the victims unit uh, at uh, Harris County uh, Sheriff's Office, and uh, it has not been picked up. It has not been assigned uh, to an investigator yet. It's only been about a week, or I guess maybe two weeks, but it took a while to get all the the stuff it's up on the board. Every yeah, every detective's yeah. like, nope, I don't want to touch that one with a ten foot pole. <laughs> 
<laughs> and was like, well, he's got evidence. Oh, well, damn, I guess I have to. Um, so uh, it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been picked up yet. It hasn't been assigned. Uh, but uh, I was uh, I, I was asked, do I want the the sergeant who assigns these cases? Did I want their number so I could call him and talk to him? I said, no, no, no. You told me it might be a week or two weeks before it got uh, somebody started looking into it. I'll just uh, check with you next week and see where we are then. But it, it dawned on me. Um, I would not have the license plate number of the suspected vandal's vehicle if I had not had a dash cam. Unfortunately, you know, the dash cam shuts off. I've got it set up set up where it'll stay on for the longest it will after the engine stops uh, is uh, three minutes. And it did, did not happen with that, in that three minutes. And it wasn't enough motion to activate the camera. So uh, that's where Sam's Club cameras came in. But it, it did give me a starting point as far as uh, who may have done this act. And it turned out that, that my feeling was right. So it was great having that information. And worst case is I could have just tracked him down. <laughs> so real, real quick, Tony, the, the cameras at, at the store had enough resolution that they were able to pick up his license plate number? Right, because uh, they have cameras wow. that monitor people coming in okay. and leaving. So uh, the, the, I didn't see the, the, the footage, but the, the guy that was operating the, uh, the camera well, said... I thought, you got a, I thought you were able to procure a DVD or a flash drive or something that had some stuff on it. That Did was all. All for the that was all for the Harris County Sheriff's oh, Office. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you got a copy too. Okay, no, no. I mean, it's it's a liability issue because uh, they give me too much information. I, I mean, oh, I'm not oh, going to, but I could use yeah. that to go after the guy. Well, personally, you kind of took that upon yourself to dig up some information, and and you have certainly shown some restraint because, from what I understand, uh, you know exactly who this guy is and and where he works and lives. Yep, I don't know the exact uh, exact place. Uh, I, I'm thinking it's a a nearby hospital, but we have more than one hospital with that name in this area. Uh, oh. It certainly makes sense it would be the be the one here in Katy, uh, but it could be the one downtown as well. Uh, uh, jo- Josh, can you do a Liam Neeson voice and and, and call the gentleman <laughs> and then say I have special skills or, and I I know oh, things? That's and- great. I'd have to. I'll have to practice that one, but yeah, I might Let's be do, able to pull that off. We we need to do a call on and record it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> that is too good. Thanks, Chris. I'm writing this one down. You know, I'm I'm kind of curious. I may have mentioned this before. Uh, I'm kind of curious that if, depending on how this thing works out, you know, he could have a lot of free time on his hand uh, here, here in the future, and I might be able to talk him into doing an interview on the show, and we can just uh, question him, uh, all of us, just question him about why. Why would you do this, especially well, at that, that advanced is the retirement age? Question. Yeah, I mean, that is the million dollar question. I mean, it, it, when it all boils down, at the end of the day, that. That's the one question that wants to be answered. Everybody wants answered. Why did you do it? Brand new vehicle. Uh, he, he got it in November, uh, and I can certainly understand that he doesn't uh, wouldn't like the idea of anybody uh, maybe parking too close to his baby and stuff. But the thing, and like I said before, it, it, the thing that crosses my mind is is that well, if I'm doing this to somebody's vehicle, that just means somebody may do it to mine. I mean, if you think it's okay to damage somebody's vehicle. What's going to keep them from not not the person that you damaged the vehicle, but just everybody? You know, none of us want our vehicle harmed, uh, and uh, so to suck it up, uh, they didn't damage your vehicle. Uh, then maybe they parked a little too close, or maybe you're having a hard time opening the door. But uh, it's it's not worth it, what goes around comes around. I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, many, many years ago, um, I had my and it was red YJ. I uh, came out to a piece of paper sticky notes didn't exist and said don't park so close next time mf'er 
And I just thought it was comical, and I kept it for a while because someone took the time to write a note. Oh, it's so strange. And, and then there, there was no other vehicle near my Jeep before or after when I came out. It was just, I guess. Oh, that is strange. Why, so, so you why, didn't why park close to somebody. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's weird. Perplexes me. <laughs> they they used to they used to be able to get these uh, uh, little pads of paper and they they were all the same. It was just like you know they were kind of like sticky notes except they just looked like a little pad of paper. Um, and you could tear one off and put it underneath somebody's windshield wiper and it was like Mickey Mouse giving somebody the finger. <laughs> and it says you're going to park this close next to somebody next time. Leave a can open yeah. so at least they can you know get back into their car. Or, you know something along those lines. But it was a lot more f words and and you know a, a lot a lot more expletives and and uh, name calling and and questioning of the person's. Uh, uh, you know, background, all that kind of stuff, and, and you know, on and on, and and just about how, how bad of a driver and parker they are, and all that sort of stuff. So it's been a number of years since I've looked for this, but I always thought it'd be fun to get that paper that uh, they print these uh, warning tags on. I mean, the police will, if it's an abandoned vehicle on the highway, they they put this big orange sticker on the the driver's. Uh, uh, yeah, they side. do that out here. Yeah, 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 but you know, and when you go to take it off, it doesn't come off cleanly. It it peels and tears, and you you, oh, yeah. you have a hobby for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> I, yeah. I was trying to find that paper because I thought it'd be really fun to set up one that said uh, the HOA, not not a name of the HOA, but just like it's something from the HOA. So when somebody tar- parked uh, inappropriately at uh, in your neighborhood, you could go and put this official looking sticker. That if nothing else, it's going to irritate them with all the crap they have to go through to get the sticker off. This would be perfect for those people that are parking uh, in uh, parking lots because uh, I just wouldn't put it on the on the, the the front windshield. I'd put it on the side so they can still see uh, when they're driving. But uh, bright green, bright orange, anything that would cause an embarrassment factor. Yeah, and and super glue on the back of it, damn near. <laughs> oh, you put that on the handle, on the door handle. Uh, no, you don't. Don't do that. <laughs> so I've actually used my dash cam to uh, show uh, the police hit and run that it happened to me, get the license plate number uh, of the vehicle that uh, that hit me while I was driving down the highway. Uh, and uh, it, actually, that was the first time I ever took a hit uh, on the XJ, and I was really concerned that it might be cause issues of driving it and stuff. And it barely even did anything. I mean, there was some uh, some marks on the tire. Uh, the sliders that I have on there that stick out really far, it removes some paint. But uh, but that's whenever I got brave about people running into me. Hit me. I don't care. I'm driving a tank. <laughs> it was about that time that Tony's insurance company called the show and was just like, yeah, it's pretty much every week we're getting something from that Jeep guy. No, no claims. I never made a claim. It was, uh, it was all them. So if they wanted to make a claim on their insurance, they could, I suppose. But I, I wasn't part of it. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, so that's that. I, I think that's a real good reason to have dash cams. Uh, and if nothing else, it allows you to have evidence uh, to show the police what really happened. Because I don't know if you guys have uh, are aware of this or not, but people lie to their advantage. Uh, and sometimes I think they they see things differently. I'll be I'll be well, kind of kind. Why we the the old saying, uh, "Picks or it didn't happen," uh, you mm-hmm. know, kind of around. Which uh, I was gonna kind of uh, throw at you here because you were you were um, I hate to use the word bragging uh, earlier this week about uh, some lights that might be coming your way that you're going to be uh, uh, possibly testing or something like that, Tony. Um, there's some serious lumens in your future, is there not? Well, I think that's always true for me, Josh, because uh, you you, yeah, I can only go so long. You've been a lumen junkie. <laughs> yeah, no, you, it's it's watches and lights with you, and it's pretty much, if it, if it ticks or 
or or or shines uh, it tickles your fancy mm-hmm. or or even other things so what, one more one more quick one more quick thing about the uh, the dash cam though i wanted to plug this thing because i thought it was really cool due to my dash cam videos uh, that was put up on social media uh michelle marhar and i think you remember this josh uh, from uh, the local Fox affiliate, uh, contacted me about coming to the show, coming down to the station. Oh, this was years ago, about Doc. twelve years ago, I think. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, man, it must have been about the time I was doing starting the show. But anyway, I, I actually went down to the station, and they shot a segment with the XJ. Uh, showing the dash cam and used a lot of the dash cam footage that I had. And it was on in the morning and in the evening, like at 5 o'clock. So uh, the XJ, and he, I was even in the video a bit uh, on there, but, uh, you know, that's always a bad idea. But he's but, got a face for radio, so absolutely. That's, that's why I was only for about a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now to the exciting thing, Tyree Lights, T-Y-R-I Lights. Now, I don't know, have either one of you guys heard, now I know Chris you have, and, and Josh, you probably heard me talking about it, but have you heard about Tyree Lights as lighting for off-road uh, you know, anytime uh, in the past? No, because I, I mean, the only the connection I had with these people are, are industrial. I didn't yep. even know they they uh, sold to the private sector, uh, for that matter. So I, d- I didn't think that that guys like you know you me personally listening to this right now could could get their hands on this stuff because uh, it was you know wholesale only. You had to have like a commercial license for excavation or you know mining or something like that. You know what are those big uh, yellow so, ones? Are they called cat? Are those uh, caterpillar? Uh, uh, that's one mining brand, and sure. stuff. And, and yeah. I know, um, I guess uh, John Deere would be big because they're big in the farming industry as well. Uh, and so they really have some um, amazing lights. I mean, I was looking at some of their YouTube videos and uh, boy, they got a lot of uh, investment in testing those lights in cold, wet um, uh, vibration, just amazing. Uh, really, no, the R and D is, yes. is really second to none with these guys. Oh my God! So, so this isn't. Uh, I, I love buying the cheap uh, Cree LED lights and, and slapping them on the Jeep. Uh, but this is a whole other class uh, of uh, LED lights. And uh, thankfully, uh, <laughs> Tyree Lights likes a little bit what we're doing here because uh, I am getting a uh, some uh, some lights, Tyree lights, to try out on the gladiator and um i think uh they they know uh i I actually i know they know about my unnatural love for bright lights they're going to be sending me uh two four inch uh round lights that are 4600 lumens and i got in this big discussion about lumens is that measured or theoretical (laughs) because tyree lights the lumens are measured not theoretical so whenever it says uh, 4,000 lumens, 8,000 lumens, that's what you're getting out of these lights, which is amazing. So I'm going to get two of these uh, two four-inch round uh, Tyree uh, lights, the 1010 model, and uh, they're actually going to throw in some yellow, some amber lenses. Uh, oh, cool. And, and get this. It's not just the lens. They have different kind of lenses. So uh, they sent oh, me like spot or flood. No, no, like uh, it's kind of like a flood, but it's actually shapes the the light down and to the sides. Oh, so, you get a, so you get a really good sharp cutoff and and exactly and a broad and a, and a good broadcast. So out right. to the side. So, so if you're, you're not if blinding you're, everybody in front of you, but the light's going where it needs to go. Well, more importantly, because I don't really give a rat's ass if I'm blinding somebody. Frankly. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, as long as I can see, you know, it's all about me. But anyway, the the idea with you're running amber lights because you're you know trying to see through fog or dust or uh, okay. you know anything. You you yeah. want the light down so you can see the road, and this is what those lenses do. I didn't even know enough about this to ask for these these lenses. I said, hey, let me try some amber lights. So I'm going to be replacing the four inch. Uh, uh, ox beam lights that I have on the uh, Motobilt uh, stubby bumper and uh, with these lights uh, they also threw in a 10 inch light bar that uh, oh, wow. it was suggested that I, I fit this on the the winch uh, fair lead so I'm going to see if go. I can yep. I may have to drill a couple of holes into it but I, I may be able to mount they make that there mounts. They, they make mounts for that will attach to your fair lead okay uh, and then uh, I'm also getting uh, two 7 inch round 8,000 lumen uh, off-road lights. And I am probably going to mount those on the uh, the bull bar. I'm going to get a couple of those uh, brackets that allows you to you know put it around the bull bar and have mm-hmm. those in front. Now, I didn't really want to stop the airflow into the, the front of the Gladiator, but I'm going to try it. Worst case is I could always uh, talk, take them off or maybe move them further apart or, you know, with those little mounts, it's not nothing's fixed. And uh, also, too, the, the gentleman that I've been uh, working with here, he knows that I've got these uh, little uh, uh, three-and-a-half-inch light, three-inch lights in the bumper, the motobilt bumper, because uh, I've got these, uh, like, they're not necessarily backup lights, but they're lights that you can use for, for seeing out the, the back. And uh, sent me a couple of uh, uh, two of the Tyree uh, 0909 3.5-inch uh, lights to see. He said, see if they'll fit in there. And I think they will. So uh, I'm going to be tyreed up. I mean, uh, it's a shame they don't make headlights because uh, I, I could do headlights <laughs> as well. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to those coming in, and uh, I'll be reporting on those. And, of course, if you're not following us on social media, uh, do so because uh, the YouTube, uh, the TikTok, the Instagram, any place where you can watch videos, uh, you can uh, you can uh, follow the Jeep Talk Show there, and you can see uh, all about these uh, these tire lights and what I'm seeing and what I've uh, been uh, t- talking uh, with uh, people that know at Tyree, these things are going to be very impressive. And of course, they're just built so well because it's they're built for the commercial industry. Yeah, no, in, 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 in immensely so. Uh, very heavy duty, multiple angle shock protection, vibration dampening, and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, the, it's really cool stuff. So I'm 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 very very interested. Yeah, Tony, I got a chance to see Tyree Lights in action at the uh, Detroit 4 Fest. Uh, They'd sponsored the Friday night run. I was uh, one of uh, 20-some Jeeps to go out and uh, take a run through uh, Hollyoaks RV Park, ORV Park, at night. And uh, Tyree Lighting had a couple rigs out there. And, uh, yeah, I think you'll be more than impressed with the lighting, as you mentioned, the, the, the beam spread, I think it's called. I was actually in front of one of the Jeeps at one point. We stopped, and one of their guys got out and said, hey, sorry, am I blinding you? I said, not at all. Not at all. It was a very, very impressive product. I'm really looking forward to seeing them uh, firsthand. And I hope that I'll be able to get enough information uh, to you, uh, the listener, so that you can see exactly what I'm seeing. And that's always difficult in uh, in videos, but uh, hopefully you'll be able to see it. And, of course, I'll have to do some videos, some before videos with the, the aux beams and then some after videos. Uh, I was going to say, we see some comparison shots at least. Yeah. I don't have an off-road location close by, but I do have a very dark road <laughs> that I'll I'll take them over. The only problem is uh, it hasn't been an issue, but the only problem is is it's right next to the sheriff's department. <laughs> <laughs> hey boys, gonna be doing some testing. Don't mind me. From the mind of Nikki G. 
Hey, this is Nikki G, and you guys talked about the Jeep that was abandoned in the woods. They have a similar story. A lot of the OHV trails here in North Carolina, they intersect with hiking trails. I like to pull over and take a hike every once in a while to see like a waterfall or go to an overlook. One time I parked my XJ, went out for a hike, and when I got back there was a small crowd of Jeepers around my Jeep. They were waiting for me to get back to see if I needed help with repairs. And it was pretty nice of them. And uh, <laughs> Long story short, I made a bunch of friends. And uh, I go wheeling with them about once or twice a year for a very nice group. But now I leave a note on my Jeep whenever I leave it. And it says, not broken, just hiking. Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that my biggest fear is being stuck in a room with Santa. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> All right, boys. Man, that one was bad. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat to you later. You have a good one. Bye. <laughs> right out of my brain so i'm thinking that the 18 percent better is an average not so that they the overall yeah. it'll be 18 percent better not every joke will be 18 percent better in 2023 hi this is chad from san diego i just listened to the beginning of podcast 756 and i uh, heard heard the story about the new sport or the off-road package on the sport gladiator and i wanted to just chime in on a few things that i've learned i have a willis gladiator and first off, uh, very, uh, uh, very important for everyone to know. This is super important. It's Willis, not Willie's. There's no apostrophe. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that important. I still call it Willie's all the time. It's way funner and easier, but it is technically Willis. The guy didn't know how to spell his own last name. He used a Y instead of an I. Uh, but that's not why I called. The Rubicon shocks on that come with that Willis and apparently now the new sport package, it's kind of a sneaky thing that Jeep did. They're not the Rubicon shocks from the Gladiator. They're not Fox shocks. They come with the red shocks that are the Rubicon mm -hmm. shocks from the Wrangler. I'm sure they're not the same part number. I mean, they, they would have to be different weights and whatever, but, but they are not the Fox. So, um, it was, it was a little sneaky when I bought it because I read everywhere that I was getting Rubicon shocks. And then when I, when I saw it, I'm, I'm thinking, well, where's my Fox shocks? Well, they're not, they're the red ones, um, that are similar to the Wrangler. So that was interesting. And then one last thing, that limited slip that's on the Willis, and apparently now the off-road package is awesome. I've, I've been all over the place with that, and I will agree that it works very well. I've been off-road with, with the Rubicons and the Mojaves that have the lockers and have been able to do pretty much everything that they've been able to do. So uh, that is a great system. Thank you. Love the show. Listen all the time. Have a great day. Bye. That's great. I like the way you ended that uh, that call uh, too, especially. <laughs> well, thanks that for the information. It's always great finding out uh, something from the horse's mouth, so to speak. No, absolutely. And uh, I, I've I've wheeled with uh, several Jeeps who've who've ran various iterations of the stock Jeeps limited slip differential. I think the TJs even had a Dana forty four that came stock with those uh, if you ordered it with that package, and uh, and they do extremely well. Uh, so yeah, the the new generation of those uh, in in the new in the new gen uh, new generation of the axles, uh, yeah, I would imagine they they do exceptionally well. So thanks for the uh, the on the trail report, as it were, about those. Hey Josh, this is Matt over here at the House of Dawn. Just want to let you know that your 12 inch is back ordered, but since you know your way around gongs, I will go ahead and up your order to a 15 inch and get it right out to you with no extra cost. I know you're going to love it. Yes! Be powder-coated black for free. Once you see the way this deluxe model swings once you smack it, Ooh. you'll never go back. Now, I know being a famous guy, you can get any kind of gong you want, 
I'm proud that you chose ours. So, thanks a lot. Be seeing you. That is hilarious. It's powder-coated for Josh's pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, speaking of of, uh, somebody's pleasure, uh, in episode 761, uh, Friday, this coming Friday, uh, Mike Timmons of EGRUSA.com is going to be on the show, and uh, they're talking about bed covers for your Gladiator or tow truck. These things are really, really cool. Uh, Chris, you you set this up. Do you remember anything about uh, this uh, this interview But uh, when you were setting it up, the information you had found? I do. I got a chance to meet Mike uh, while at SEMA uh, just this past year in 2022 and see the product on a Gladiator. And it, is, it is really a, a neat product and a functional powered cover. Yep. Um, takes up very little. Uh, you sacrifice very, very little bed space uh, for for the, the coverage and, and uh, the security that uh, that the EGR product provides. So, yeah, yeah, be a most great, of those, in, great interview. Most of those retractable bed covers, you got to have the, you know, the space for the roll and the motor and everything, and it takes up like a foot of space on the front of your bed with all that crap up there. These look like it's a much, more, much more low-profile uh, system. Yeah, very well thought uh, out. And, that, of course, that was one of the key questions I was asking was, how much are you giving up here? <laughs> right. Side note, um, their uh, their logo, EGR's logo, a lot like Slick Fifty, that that uh, oil additive. I just just kind of a weird, out of left field sort of thing I noticed. I was like, wait a minute, I've seen that before somewhere. Oh yeah, looks just like this, kind of. I wonder if Slick Fifty still a thing. Of course, I don't watch commercials anymore, so maybe it is. You must have needed this every day. It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff, pick of the week for your Jeep. I think this thing is actually pretty cool and, and quite a handy device, and honestly, not going to take up that much room, if any at all, in your Jeep whatsoever. So let's say you have a lifted Jeep, maybe you got bigger tires, but you still have a stock jack, or maybe you don't want or can't afford right now a high lift or you know farm jack style jack, and no problem. This AEV, now you know that company, American Expedition Vehicles, they make some really cool stuff, AEV Jack Base. Now this thing is perfect, rugged, and small enough to fit into, well, pretty much anything, including your tool bags or even a JK Wrangler Cubby. A little cubby in the back with uh, your jack and stuff like that, this will actually go in that no problem. This will uh, give uh, your the ability to use your stock jack to change up to 37-inch tires uh, and doubles as a wheel chalk as well. So if the uh, e-brake ain't working that well, uh, you can slap this thing under there and, uh, and keep the vehicle in the driveway, as it were. Uh, it holds also holds lug sockets and wheel lock keys as well, so it doubles as a little storage compartment uh, in addition to all that. Plus, it uh, provides a little bit of flotation in soft soil or snow to give your jack some extra better footing. Uh, and uh, for a price of, well, 66 bucks, not bad, right? To uh, turn your jack into something, well, a lot uh, easier to use, a lot more functional, and uh, some would say even safer to use than what your, uh, what your average high-lift jack may produce. Uh, I have a million-dollar, whatever, infamous, uh, famous, uh, million-dollar Jeep Talk Show ideas. I think that what they should do with this thing is make a, either with or an option to get a Bigfoot uh, bottom so that whenever you lift up your jeep it also puts an imprint of a bigfoot oh. foot 
<laughs> in the soil. Not bad, Tony. That would be some easy machining done to their molding process uh, to make that happen. I don't see why that couldn't be incorporated. That would actually be a really cool special edition. Yeah. How uh, many version. How many sales would be just because they just want to? Oh, come on. No, I think everybody would want to get one. Even if yeah, you had that's one what I mean. already, you want to get another one just for the sake of it. I got the Bigfoot edition. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have. I have one of these in my JK. I've only had to use it once, and I was out on the trail and, and uh, shredded a tire. And uh, I've got a two-inch AEV spacer lift, budget boost, and a, a inch and a little bit more 33 on uh, my Jeep. And it, it really does does the trick, and, and it does make it a lot safer, and it makes the jack actually usable. And uh, it does fit, like you said, Josh, right in the cubby. It's molded. It'll fit to the left or the right, and that little uh, uh, sink-shaped cutout in the back of a JK. And uh, yeah, it's it's an awesome it's an awesome product, and it's very very well built. For I was just going to ask you what your impressions were of the material quality uh, of this, and if you think it's gonna if it's gonna last a long time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely will yeah. last. I did have to use it as a wheel chalk once when I was working on the Jeep. I just try to oh, that's be great. a little safer. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed. I mean, I struggled with it. I saw when AV when they're at least for the JKs with their, their more expensive lift, the, the you know, the, the two and a half, three and a half, four inch comes with. And then I got the spacer lift and I thought oh, I should grab one of these. And uh, the one time I had to use it, I'm glad I had it and always keep it in there. I would, I would even use it on the street because it, like I said, it makes that scissor jack really uh, a jack usable clicks right in and uh, yeah, it's a great product mm -hmm. things get a lot more difficult off-road uh, if you don't have a nice flat hard surface uh, these little things make uh, make it safer and a lot easier to use I, i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in I, this is not in the show notes or anything you guys aren't expecting this but i'm gonna throw in a a quick tip a an almost like a um, a tech talk quick tip here for you guys a hack if you will to uh, make your scissor jack a lot more user-friendly um, find a nut that has the same size as the lug nuts on your Jeep, uh, probably 13 sixteenths, three-quarter inch, something along those lines. Just find a nut that's the same size as that um, and weld it to that little eyelet that is on the front of your, uh, of your scissor lift jack mm -hmm. um, so that it's, it's perpendicular to that. So essentially what you can do then is if you have a cordless impact yeah. that you keep with you or something like that, you can use that to power the jack up and down. And, and trust me, it has more than enough juice to do so. Um, and, and without having to use that, that janky little, you know, uh, handle oh, wire God. thingy that, it's such I mean, a pain in the ass. It's such a pain in the ass. It always pops out. You know, it barely works. Uh, it, it's it's meant to keep you out from underneath the Jeep while you jack it up and jack it down. You know, that sort of thing. Oh, I that's get true. It. Yeah, I didn't think but about that. But if you weld a nut to the face of that, to, to, the, to the end of that, and, and trust me, it's going to be an ugly weld. It's not going to look very pretty, <laughs> but it gets the job done. And, and it gives you the ability to use a, a cordless impact or even a socket, you know, a, a wrench, you know, that sort of thing, to use that jack a lot quicker than what you can use with the the included implementation to make that jack work. So just a, a quick tip for you there. Uh, if you don't have a welder, you know, just take it to a, a, a muffler shop. Say, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks if you weld this nut right here. And I don't know any guy at a, at a shop that's not going to do something like that for a quick 20 bucks. So there you go. Josh, uh, I think you're always looking for ideas uh, for the uh, the little uh, things that you can do, must-have uh, stuff, pick over your week type thing. Uh, have you heard anything about the rear view mirror waterproof film? 
rearview mirror waterproof film no but i don't know why you couldn't just use some rainex on your rearview mirror in that case and, it's supposed uh, to last a lot oh yeah it's supposed to last a lot longer and it's a little plastic thing that you put on there and it keeps the rain from forming on your rear view uh, mirrors so that uh, external of course well although i guess it could be internal for a jeep <laughs> if the top's off and it's raining uh but oh, i was see, thinking I, that's the rear view mirror i thought you were talking about no, you're, no, no, you're no. talking about the side mirrors the side okay. mirrors yeah so okay. uh, just reading off of amazon they call it a re- re- rear view mirror waterproof film and you put the film on there and of course it, it sticks the stuff that's on the back of the the film to the mirror and now whenever the water gets on there it just runs off that area and so it's the last four to six months i don't know how good this stuff really is i was doing some research on it because uh you know with the rain and especially with the the, the ice and the snow that has been happening here recently i'm thinking this would have been a really good thing to have uh for those folks that have their vehicles outside and now the ice isn't covered uh, on that slick spot because it's run off I don't know that that's true, and that's one of the reasons why I was mentioning it to you, because I know you research this stuff. Maybe this would be a good, uh, very inexpensive uh, safety feature that we could uh, tell our listener about. Possibly. I'll have to look into it, uh, possibly do some, uh, get, get some and do my own testing. Um, with that stuff, I mean, it, it, all intents and purposes, at the end of the day, it's just a chemical um, it's, it's application just like, process. It's just like Rain-X, just like what you said. Right. It's more like like Rain-X. Chances are somebody's going to have uh, Rain-X already in their garage or uh, knows a buddy who has a bottle of it. And, and if you have a bottle of it, you never go through it all, you know, type of thing. And and I always found that, that that stuff, it's been around for a long time. It's tried and true. You know it's going to work. You know how it's going to work, all that sort of stuff. This, you know, it, it could be better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so one of the reasons why I'm mentioning it is because I've seen yeah. it on social media, and this might be some an answer that somebody's looking for. And even though there may be a better option, you could always say, turns out Rain-X works just as good. So yeah. I'm just thinking that we're going to answer a question that our listeners may have. I'm not sure what that has to do with an off-road jack base, but thanks for bringing it up. Oh, it doesn't. It, it's just a, a future, <laughs> a future uh, segment that you that I'm asking you to to, to look into if you think it's yeah, no, uh, I'll, relevant. I'll, uh, I'll take a look at that stuff and uh, and see um, because I mean it, it is relatively cost effective as well. So it's not like you got to break the bank to get oh, any no. of that stuff. I mean, Rain X is expensive stuff. At yeah. least the last time I bought it. But uh, you know, if you think it's relevant, to have a look. Well, in the meantime, now that you must have one of these AEV jack bases for your own uh, for your own rig, and well, you know, who wouldn't want one of these? Mm-hmm. I just head over to JeepTalkShow.com, look for the link in the show notes for episode 758, and we're going to get you all hooked up. Hey, speaking of getting you all hooked up, be sure that you're hooked up and set up for next Tuesday. What's happening next Tuesday? Well, the same thing that's happening the Tuesday after that, and the Tuesday after that. <laughs> and the Tuesday after that one, too. It's happening every Tuesday. It's called the Roundtable Episodes that we here at the Jeep Talk Show record live with you, the listener. And, in fact, we actually have uh, somebody who's been a part of our Roundtable Episodes here with us right now. Chris, you've been to, I don't know, what are you, probably about 200 Roundtable Episodes under your belt now? <laughs> That's possible, yes. Many. Several. Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun, and uh, and I join in when I can. I'm not there every single week. Chris is there just about every single week. Tony's there every single week, and you could actually join us next week, next Tuesday, the very next Tuesday. Even if this is your first time listening to the Jeep Talk Show, I'd like to head have you head over to our website, JeepTalkShow.com. 
smash that contact button there you're going to find all the different ways to interact with us here at the show not to mention signing up for the jeep talk show newsletter which comes straight from us we're not going to spam you nothing like that but inside that newsletter has the information that you need to actually join in on the fun as we record our roundtable episodes every tuesday no pay to play nothing like that you don't have to sign up for nothing it's just the resume room it's that easy Mm -hmm. so head up for head over to the jeep talk show website Sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter, and we will see you for our roundtable episode next Tuesday. You know, uh, Josh, I'm glad you mentioned this, because this flagship episode comes out on Tuesday. So actually, depending on the time that you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on the release day of Tuesday, point, yeah, yeah the, the, the Zoom meeting is, is tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time. So this is a good uh, place for us to put a reminder <laughs> in for the, the Zoom meeting for our roundtable episode. So join us tonight if, uh, you know, if it's uh, 2023 and it's a Tuesday, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> you never know about, uh, about these shows that you can uh, listen to on demand. I was just looking at the calendar, Tony. It's uh, Tuesday, uh, the 14th is Valentine's Day this year, so... What better place? Bring bring your spouse or significant other with you too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> you you called and got a reservation, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you won't uh, believe. Gonna, I got I got us a round table, honey. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a divorce. No, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'll be no, an interesting voice. Certainly, spell. certainly would be if you, hey, if she's all game for uh for date night with the uh, Jeep talk show roundtable and uh and, and has good time, you got yourself a keeper there, pal. <laughs> all right, Jeeper. Looks like this episode of the Jeep Talk Show has come to the end of the trail. We've got another episode coming up right around the corner, so stick around. And until then, be sure to give us a call sometime. We have a 24/7 voicemail line just for you. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's largest, most downloaded Jeep podcast. I know, I know. We're always asking you to to do this or that, but here's one that's kind of important to us. I've honestly lost track of all the social media sites that we're a part of, so do a quick search for Jeep Talk Show and take some time to go through all of them. And be sure that you found them all, friended each one, and are following us everywhere you can. I can't tell you how much we would actually appreciate it. Broadcasting since 2010.